0: The following is a HoopBall presentation. Hello and welcome to the ball NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 7th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I will be handling a very sharp six-game schedule, the main slate, evening slate, for this Tuesday, and it should be a, a very good uh, DFS opportunity for us, so very excited. Um, you know, I'm going to dive in here pretty quick. Just want to thank our presenting sponsor, MyBookie.ag. Uh, if you have not done it yet with uh, the Super Bowl and national title games coming up, definitely jump on mybookie.ag. Use the promo code DFS today, all one word. That's the name of our show. And you'll get up to one half of your deposit. You'll actually get half uh, of your deposit. So if you deposit 100 you get 50 free bucks in there. You can't beat it. But, uh, it's a lot of fun and uh, play responsibly and enjoy it. But uh, great site. Also, uh, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. I'm, uh, they're our, uh, one of our sponsors from the very beginning. I'm sipping on a cup of the coffee now. Awesome stuff. Um, and again, when I do these solo pods, I do them in uh, the morning uh, rather than normally we do them in the evening because I want to get a little bit more player news uh, for everybody out there. And uh, the better uh, lines and totals, I think it, it helps us zone in a little bit better on exactly what uh, when we're building these lineups. And uh, I have some of the flexibility to do that. So let's do it, and then uh, we'll get this out there so everybody has plenty of time uh, to listen to it this afternoon and follow our three-step process that of automatic winning listen to the pod take some notes start building your shell lineup follow all of our news on twitter uh, and on hoop-ball.com uh watch that stuff because the one per player news changes the whole slate and then you got to really be tight to your computer or phone for the last minute you know uh, player changes or announcements uh, that last 30 minutes to an hour is key. I uh, can't take any zeros because that definitely sinks the ship. And follow that three-step process, and, and we're going to win some money together for sure. Okay, uh, first game, let's dive in. It is a 7 p.m. Eastern game. It is the Detroit Pistons at the Cleveland Cavaliers. A uh, couple notes there. Interesting that the Pistons are talking about possibly trading Uh, Drummond, there were some things floated out there That there was a possible deal In the works with the Hawks Uh, That has gone quiet For a day or so Uh, In the interim, Drummond has Said that he wants to stay in Detroit So it'll be very interesting To see how that all plays out I don't think any of that Will affect uh, DFS play I mean, he's They're not going to be showcasing any more Than they already are I don't think they're going to protect him and play less minutes because of a possible trade. At least not to this point. So I would proceed uh, as normal with with Andre Drummond. Um, two significant re- uh, things for Detroit: uh, both Marquise Morris and Blake Griffin are out again, which uh, you know creates basically you know three bigs from Detroit that can be played, um, and we'll go through those. Um, but first of all, Detroit's a three-and-a-half-point favorite, if I didn't mention that already. So the game's expected to stay somewhat close. It's in Cleveland. 219-and-a-half over-under. Um, you know, second smallest on the slate, but but not too shabby. It's still, still reasonable. And on Cleveland's side, uh, big news on their side will be Tristan Thompson is questionable, and Kevin Porter Jr. is out. So uh, in looking at this game, again, you know, the three bigs from Detroit that are playable without question, uh, Andre certainly in play with uh, two of the, the bigs from Detroit out and Sekou, the the rookie has now proven, you know, they're going to give him a boatload of minutes. So he's, you know, based on price on each site. Uh, if he's a value, uh, he's a plug and play. Uh, some of the slates suggested pricing a little bit. So you got to, Look at it a little bit deeper, but you know it looks like this. They're committing good 30 some minutes to him per game, and I think he's going to be uh, really highlighted in that that fourth spot uh, with Blake out. And then Christian Wood is always an option. He seems to always get like 25 minutes, and and he usually does something with those 25 minutes. And uh, specifically, if Thompson's out. Uh, Cleveland uh, again will be going with a combination of Henson and Zizic at center, so that does give some uh, some good possibilities there uh, for Drummond and Seku. So they're both on my radar. On the Cleveland side, uh, you certainly can you know look at Sexton. He's been playing much better, and Garland, uh, Kevin Porter being out, and the fact that they traded Clarkson. Um, really highlights and gets Sexton and uh, uh, both of the the guys, uh, Garland and Sexton, in play. Uh, So you have to look at them, and, you know, I'm not sure I want to go both, but depending on salary uh, and build, uh, they're both in play for sure. Um, Kevin Love is expected to play again. It's a bizarre situation there, you know. You know he was fined for uh, yelling at the GM, and then he had his uh, couple of outbursts on the court where he didn't get the ball and was throwing his arms up, yelling at Sexton, and fired the ball. And I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on there. I'm, I'm shocked that the organization is even playing him. I mean, that is just unbelievably unprofessional, uh, regardless of the frustration level. I mean, the dude's making forty million. Plus a year, uh, you know, you just play and just you know do your job. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if any of us went to work and we didn't like uh, how our coworkers were were doing their job, you know, we can't scream and yell and throw stuff around uh, and act like an idiot, especially if we're high paid. So, uh, very disappointed. I'm a love fan, but this this is, you know is bothersome. Um, I, I blame both him and, and the Cleveland organization for just botching up everything. But I I wouldn't touch love. I know, you know, maybe he's gonna be pissed and have a giant game, or maybe he's gonna fire the ball and hit, you know, sexton in the head and get thrown out by his own team. Who the hell knows? So I would say, especially in cash, don't risk risk the play there. Uh I would I feel more comfortable with rostering a sexton or garland. Okay, game two. It's the other 7 o'clock game. It is the Portland Trail Blazers at the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Raptors are only a two-and-a-half-point favorite, which is a very low f- uh, favorite total. But obviously, you know, we're still dealing with Toronto missing a ton of guys with, you know, Siakam still out, Powell, Powell is doubtful, so he's not going to play. Van Vleet is out. Um, you know, so they're just decimated with injuries up and down that lineup. Um, and that's, I'm sure, why the, the spread is low. Uh, the, on the other side, uh, C.J. McCollum is questionable. He has a pretty severe upper respiratory infection. So even if he does play, I just don't think that, you know, when you're not breathing right and feel right, uh, generally you don't perform as high of a level. So, you know, the two guys that come into play here are pretty simple for me. Uh, Dame on one side and Lowry on the other. I think that, uh, you know, Lowry's probably going to play 38, 40 minutes. And, uh, you know, Portland's backcourt is not a good defensive uh, backcourt. So Lowry's an automatic. And I think Dame, if CJ's out, is automatic for me. If CJ plays, I'm going to relook at it and, and determine even if CJ's at half speed, he's going to take a, a good chunk of usage away. Um I'm not going to jump on the white side bandwagon with everybody else in the world. He's like the DFS darling right now. Just don't trust him against uh, Toronto. I know their interior defense is really, really struggled without Gasol and some of their, and Siakam. Uh, but, you know, I, I respect uh, uh, Baca and I think that uh, they can do enough uh, to at least hold him down. Cause his price has just gone through the roof. So uh, definitely an important game for me. It's a 220 over/under, which is respectable, and I think uh, I think Lowry and Dame could be some real sweet uh, start for uh, a lot of slates, um, you know. And then you can look at Boucher and a couple of the the cheaper value prices here. If they're going to get the consistent minutes, um, I think they're solid plays as well. All right, Game Three, 7:30 um, p.m. Eastern. Oklahoma City Thunder are a one-point uh, road favorite over the Brooklyn Nets, which is a little bit surprising. Um, but Brooklyn has struggled uh, for sure lately. Uh, they do get Lavert back today, so that'll be a nice uh, plus for them. Uh, Kyrie should be back soon as well, so they'll they'll get better. But for today, you know, Dinwiddie uh, certainly has to be in play, but he's going to have to face Chris Paul defense, and, and he has played some very, very solid defense of late. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to uh, probably roster Dinwiddie at this point, especially with Levert back. Um, depending on the, the site with Levert's pricing, I think he might be a decent play. Because even if he only gets 25 to 27 minutes in that neighborhood, uh, he certainly has a chance uh, to contribute uh, at a high level. So, um, you know, the Jared Allen, Allen, uh, DeAndre Jordan thing is tough because they are splitting a little bit. And so I'm not going to go there on the bigs. Uh, Oklahoma City side, though, you know, I think Stephen Adams is a decent play. Uh, Nerland's Noel is out for the game and uh, Danilo Gallinari also out. So I think that, uh, uh, you know, Adams is a solid center play. Bigs against Brooklyn have done well. Adams is playing much better. And he's probably going to have to eat a few more minutes uh, with Nerland's not being able to back him up. So I think that he's a solid play at his price. Um, And I think, you know, not a bad place to go. Um, you know, and it's also a pace up situation, uh, Oklahoma city is a 26 pace, Brooklyn's the ninth. So, uh, that, you know, that is a good sign for, uh, you know, getting somebody in there also on the Oklahoma city side, other than Adams, uh, you could, you could play Shea, but he's, uh, you know, probably going to get some Garrett temple defense. So that's a little bit of a concern, Uh, Chris Paul's also in play. I mean, he's been so steady and so consistent uh, and really good down the stretch. And if this game stays close the way Vegas thinks, uh, he's also in play. Um, Defensively, they're 14th and 13th. Um, So, you know, middle of the pack. Um, So this isn't going to be a stackable game for me. It's the lowest over under on the board at the 215 number. Uh, But I think that... uh, you know, I definitely want to look at at possibly uh, sliding Laverde in where he's very cheap and Adams on the other side. And I neglected to mention uh, uh, the pace and defense in the first game, two games. So let me go back just real quickly and touch on those. Um, uh, pace wise, Detroit Cleveland, and part of the reason why that's not as palatable a game, they're 18th and 23rd in team pace. So, uh, not great at all, but on the, on the other side, um, Detroit's 21 and Cleveland second to last a 29th defensively. So, you know, that gives you a lot of reason to want to put Andre Seku uh, in there and, uh, and definitely uh, look at some of the guards from Cleveland, uh, in Sexton and Garland. So, Uh, Let's keep an eye on that Thompson news because that shifts some things. Uh, Nance has a tendency to be a decent play, uh, but he's just not right this year. You know, if Nance sits, you know, it'd be great. And Thompson, I'm sorry, if Thompson sits, you know, Zizic and uh, uh, Henson played well in the last game, but it looks like they're going to split minutes, so you know, uh, it's not really a value play if you're getting yourself back into a split-minute situation. Uh, in the Portland-Toronto game, they're 11th and 13th in pace, hence really liking the Dame and the Lowry play on the other side. I know Lowry's going to be chalk, but you're, you're, I think a 40-minute Lowry against a bad defensive backcourt is is certainly something you got to look at. Defensive efficiency and team-wise, Portland's 22nd, and somehow, someway, Toronto is still second. Uh, that really goes to show, you know, what a great coach Nick Nurse is and how, you know, even the guys coming in off the bench uh, have done a hell of a job defensively. But, you know, I would not look at them as really a, a two-ranked defense. I'd look at them more like a eighth, ninth because of, you know, Van Vliet, Siakam, and uh, Marcus Gasol and others that are out. So, uh, definitely something there. Okay, before we go to the fourth game, I uh, wanted to mention something real quickly here. You can catch us seven days a week. We are free, uh, seven-day-a-week NBA DFS pod, uh, best in the industry, in my opinion. I know you know, I might not be the most objective uh, person to, to state that, but I've listened to all of them. There's some phenomenal ones out there. A lot of them are behind the paywall. Um, We're able, uh, again, because of our sponsors and our relationship with our home office, Hoop-Ball.com, to to bring this uh, to you uh, free. But listen to us every day. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube. We are everywhere podcasts can be found. Please rate, review, and subscribe, whichever form you're listening to us in. Uh, You know, and again, five stars, likes, positive reviews, thumbs up. You know, uh, if you're on uh, YouTube, thumbs up and a comment would be great. Uh, We're really uh, hoping everybody pushes towards iTunes. We'd like to get those five stars and reviews in iTunes. Uh, The more we get of those, the, the higher up we go in the search engines. And, you know, right now we're coming up pretty high already. On, uh, if you just search DFS uh, NBA Today or DFS Today, we are coming up, so that's awesome. But you know, keep doing those searches. It, please keep uh, putting those five star and comments on the iTunes. Uh, that really uh, help us continue to grow, continue to keep this uh, free content out there for you and out in front of it. And as far as following us, the rest of the time on Twitter it's a must if you want to, you know, put this whole process together. It really doesn't do a lot of good to listen to this podcast and then not follow up by uh, following the news on Twitter and following things up until lock uh, that combination. You know, I know I talk about it all the time, but I know it wins. Uh, I've, you know, won at it for multiple years now and, you know, I uh, can't recommend more uh, than you guys follow the same pattern. So You can uh, just go straight to hoop-ball.com, click on um, uh, the uh, blank mind here, the DFS thread. So you click on forms and then click on DFS thread, and Miles and Andy and the team are constantly posting things there, player news, updates, lines, you name it, and our our, other pros are also doing the same. And so that's a great place to follow us. Uh, and if you're if you're on Twitter at HoopBallFantasy, fantasy, all one word, that's also where all of our uh, blurbs and feeds from our uh, hoop ball team go uh, on Twitter. And if you want to follow our four pros directly, I'm at J O E S A R V A D I. We have at Mike Patria, M I K E A P O T R I A. We have Andrew uh, is at language Olympic and we have miles at M Y L E S six, five, six, five. So, uh, you can check us out all the time. We're constantly tweeting. We're in there for questions, uh, concerns, comments, whatever you need. Uh, we are there for you basically 24 seven. So, all right, let's keep on rocking. I want to get this out there. Uh, and make sure everyone has time to digest it and start building their lineups. Okay, three more games to go. Uh, the only 8 p.m. Eastern game is Minnesota T Wolves at the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies are a three and a half point favorite. It is the highest over/under of the day at 228 and a half. Uh, you know the big key news here is Carl Anthony Towns. He is questionable. And that, you know, will obviously have a complete ripple effect on this entire game. Uh, This is a good key game to stack. You've got the eighth and fourth best pace in the leagues, which is serious. Uh, You know, when you get two in the top eight like that, uh, that makes a difference. We're talking an extra four or five possessions per team uh, for a game with that kind of pace. And that equates to an extra, you know, 15 to 18 DFS points spread around the guys and hopefully, you know, we're selecting the correct guys. Um, And defensively, they're 15th and 26th. Memphis has really slid down and down on the defensive side. So uh, that's not a good thing. But based on the pace and defensive rankings, both of these teams are very stackable. I think if town sits, uh, it's hard not to to put Wiggins uh, as a plug and play. Uh, Teague certainly stays in play. Napier's been playing great, um, possibly Rocco. Uh, and then Gorgie Jang, he's been out of his stinking mind with Towns out. I mean, his price has gone up to the point now where it's not you know just as easy of a decision, but uh, he has certainly earned everybody's respect. He's whacking threes and everything else. So uh, lots of playable pieces on that Minnesota side but a lot of it is going to be dependent on that Towns news. So uh, let's follow that closely. Uh, if Towns doesn't play, I'm, I'm playing two or three uh, Minnesota players for sure. Uh, just so, you know, so we, we know where that stands. Uh, if he does play, it may just be a, a two-man combination for Minnesota. On Memphis side, uh, again, you know, you've you've got a lot of options here. Um, certainly Jovel went out of his mind in the last game, had, uh, his best game of the season. Uh, playable. I actually like him better if uh, Towns plays. I think Jang is a better def- interior defender than Cat. So, uh, you know, that may sway if if Joe Val makes my lineup. And on sites where you can play multiple bigs, uh, you know, Joe Val's an outstanding play as well. Um, you know, John Morant, you know, he's he's been pricey and doesn't always hit value always has the potential to uh they just don't overplay him minutes wise with tyus jones and the anthony melton with a lot of that gang they're just you know they're not really pushing uh too hard on them and i understand you know they're not a good team they're not going to make the playoffs they're just trying to get him some experience but for us dfs players it makes it a tough call to to put them in there uh, triple j is always playable he certainly has done a better job in the last two, three weeks of not getting in as much foul trouble, um, you know. And after that, you know, if you really need a deep uh, value play, you know, you can look at a Brandon Clark or a D. Anthony Melton, uh, but that's only to round out lineups. So, again, a lot of guys on that team certainly a stackable and targetable game, uh, and something you want to watch the news on uh, with Cat. Um, all right, nine o'clock game. Two games left. We have a nine, and then we have a true uh, late night sweat hammer game at ten thirty. So the nine o'clock game is the Sacramento Kings at the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix a, a big fat six and a half point favorite, which I thought was a little interesting. That number seems a little high. Uh, two twenty six over under, second highest on the board, which is certainly a good a good sign. Uh, as of right now, Bogdanovich is out. He's still listed as doubtful, but I read right before I came on air here that he didn't even travel to Phoenix with the team, so he's out. And we don't have a report on Holmes yet. Um, he uh, went to the locker room and then he came back and played. Uh, his comment last night was he was thought he could play through it, but the team hasn't uh, really announced what that situation is. So. That's something to keep an eye on um, for sure. Phoenix side looks uh, pretty healthy, pretty solid. Uh, there's some certainly some good guys in play here uh, on the Phoenix side. First of all, D, uh, pace-wise, here's the one concern. Sacramento's the third-slowest team, so that is going to limit some of the possessions by Phoenix, even though there are some guys I like on Phoenix. Phoenix is 10th, so they're pushing it. Uh, And the teams are 18th and 19th defensively. So, not great at all. Um, You know, certainly uh, nothing, you know, locked down on on these two teams as far as I'm concerned. So, from the Sacramento side, with Bogdanovich out, healed is always an option. No question about it. Um, He has, when he gets hot, uh, he certainly can completely go off. So, he's my top option on the Sacramento side. On the Phoenix side, you know, you really can look at a lot of things here. I think Rubio's in play. I think Booker is definitely in play. And uh, Kelly Oubre is just fantastic, man. He just keeps pounding out some big 40, 50-point uh, games uh, DFS-wise, hitting value uh, eight out of the last ten times. Um, certainly a guy I'm going to look at. His price has gotten really uh you know, high though. So so, uh, definitely want to take a look at that. Um, You know, I think Aiton's in play. I really do. According to, you know, we have to watch the Holmes news because I think if Holmes is out, that makes Aiton even a better play. Um, You know, he has really taken over the the center position again from Baines. Baines is doing okay. He's slowly coming back from that injury. I wouldn't recommend rostering him just because I'm, Concerned about the minutes. I think Aiton's a, a stronger option there. But, you know, that puts really four guys in play from Phoenix for me. So, you know, I'm going to w- w- await some of the news there. Uh, but uh, the Suns may be uh, my highest owned team on this entire slate, which is interesting. Okay, let's rock and roll through this last game. It is a 10:30 Eastern game. New York Knicks at the L.A. Lakers. i love to put the Lakers on as the solo late game. And we have uh, the Lakers at a big 13-point favorite. So this is the one game on the board, I think, that you have to fear blowout. But as we've seen consistently the last couple of weeks, I mean, it's been absolutely incredible. And a lot of it has to do with the Wizards. But there has been four teams... That have been double-digit underdogs that have won outright. So whoever's playing big dogs on the money line is kicking ass because there are some games that just don't make any sense. Uh, games you you know you you game script it and look for the blowout, and then not only does it not blow out, but the other team wins. So I don't know if that trend's going to continue or if it's just a little blip, and then we'll go back to being able to uh game script things better with blowouts but you know certainly the lakers could easily blow out the knicks but you know the way things have been going uh you know it's hard to predict that anymore so uh let's look at it from the aspect of all right do we does does lebron or ad make our lineups one or both and or neither and that's you know that's your million dollar question um, on this on this slate, there's no Giannis, there's no Luca, so in general, it's it comes down to AD and LeBron. <clears throat> I see a lot of people have been fitting both in and then going value the rest of the way. Uh, that can pay off. Generally, what it seems to be paying off is just picking the right guy. Uh, one usually beats the other by 15, 18 fantasy points uh, in a given game. And if you've chosen either LeBron or AD on the right night, like, uh, the other night we, we crushed it. Cause we had AD at like, uh, 28% ownership or 26%. And LeBron was like at 75 or 78%. And, uh, and the AD crushed it. Uh, I think he beat him by 22 fantasy points, 23. So it's picking the right guy, in the right matchup. Now, you know, how do you do that for these two in this game? You know, the Knicks backcourt is okay. Not great defensively. The front court, you know, uh, certainly Mitchell Robinson can cause some trouble in there. Can't imagine that he won't get in foul trouble. Um, you know, Morris, uh, is physical inside. He creates some issues. So, you know, I, I don't know either way on this AD. Um, and and uh, LeBron uh, decision, I you know I may be in position to fade both, which I'm not recommending on this show right now. But I want to see how the rest of these injuries play out because Cat may become a play. <clears throat> there may be some other plays, uh, you know, where we could stack some some really strong players. By saving some of that money and if, if the game does blow out and ad and lebron just scrape to try to reach uh value which you know is in the high 50s at this point with their pricing then you know you may have an advantageous spot however you know sacrificing whatever they combine for 120 dfs points might be too much to have to catch up to so I'm not dodging the question, or not, you know, saying who to play or not play here. But I think this is one that you really, truly have to watch the news, see how all of this comes together. I'm definitely not playing both. I'll I'll tell you that. Uh, but there is the possibility that I'll play one or the other, uh, and I'm leaning if I do towards LeBron. Uh, but again, there is a potential for me to fade both. In the right scenario here um, and I'll be building some lineups and following stuff I'll be on Twitter so you know hit me up there if you have questions on this um, I did I don't know if I, I know I said the Lakers are 13 point favorites a 223 over under which is really good uh, the Knicks are 22nd in pace which isn't great Lakers are 12th so they're playing pretty quick defensively, the Knicks 23, not good. Lakers are down to fourth, which is still outstanding. Definitely creates a little bit tougher spot to play some of the Knicks. Uh, Morris has been fantastic, and Randall's been really fantastic. And this is Julius Randall revenge game, too. The Lakers are the ones that drafted him. He broke his leg there. They ended up peddling him along. And you know Julius Randall's motor, motor and, you know, playing in L- L.A. where it all started, I still remember very well watching that first uh, night Lakers game with my son to tip off that season uh, early in the game when he broke his leg, and it was like, good Lord. Uh, and he's a local Dallas kid that, that I, you know, his motor is unreal. So that being said, I'm playing Julius Randle tonight, and I think a lot of people will fade him because he's going to have to face – uh, who I predict will be the NBA Defensive Player of the Year in Anthony Davis. But I just, you know, his motor's crazy. And, you know, I I think he has the potential, uh, you know, through switches and picks to get some shots. He's such a scrapper on, on the offensive glass uh, and does some really good things. And I think his ownership, as much as he's, he's been owned a ton lately, uh, will decrease a little bit because it's against AD and the Lakers. So I am going to go there. I'd love to have Randall and LeBron in that last game for that late night sweat, not because it's a late night sweat. Cause again, you know, I won't go preaching on that. It does not matter what time the game is played. Don't let that affect who you play, play your best roster. That's going to win whether they're all in the first game or all in the last game, whatever that shouldn't make a difference. However, um, it is fun to root for that last game. If you happen to fall on those guys. So right now, Randall Morris is potential in there. Um, Alfred Payton certainly has done well. Um, Morris is probable by the way. So he's probably going to lace him up. Uh, Dennis Smith is, is questionable. So he may not play, but he's sort of out of the rotation anyway. Uh, Nitalikina is backing up elf, but, uh, Uh, I think Alfred Payton's done a nice job. Only problem is he has to face that tough backcourt defense of LA. However, Bradley is questionable. So if Bradley's out, that gives Elf a a lift for sure. uh, Cause generally they take Brad, uh, Bradley and Danny green and stick them on the two uh, best guards for the other team. And they, they lock down and then that, you know, they have AD standing back there and, Either uh, McGee or or Howard, and that's what creates such a great defensive uh, rotation for them. And that's doesn't even mention LeBron, who's playing uh, much much better defense this year than he did uh, when he did not play any defense last year. So uh, news news dependent there a little bit, but certainly uh, playable guys. I think uh, I think it's a mistake to to ignore this game. You know you know put up a number and then try to hang on. Uh, there's just going to be too much, I think, up and down. Even as if the game blows out, it's going to blow out generally because LeBron or AD or whomever is out there uh, goes crazy. So one other note on this game that's a little odd is uh, Kuzma. The, the Lakers are shopping Kuzma, which I thought was very bizarre. He was supposed to be their third big wheel Um but, you know, because he got hurt playing uh, with the Team USA and FIBA, missed the preseason, didn't get really in, into sync with, with LeBron and AD and everything. And he's had to come off the bench, which is, is uh, I think, hindered him a bit. So not sure, you know, uh, you know what's, what, what is the narrative with that? You know, is he going to come out pissed trying to prove that he's worth it to stay with the team? and play harder? You know, are the Lakers going to play him more to showcase him a little bit? You know, those two scenarios definitely help in playing him uh, and rostering him because they will help uh, move him up. Or you've got the other scenario, you know, is he going to be a little distressed and off his game because of the possible trade? Uh, Are the Lakers, you know, do they already have some things on the, in the works and are going to protect his minutes, so that there's not an injury. So there's two sides to that coin, and it is a bit of a risk. Um, you know, uh, with this good of a slate and this many options, personally, I'm not going to go there. Uh, I just I I'm more of a cash game player. He's a fine GPP play because he could go nuts and score 30 or or do whatever, uh, and and take down a GPP for you. But I'm not willing to take that risk in cash with this good of a slate. So. All right, that is the full six game slate with updated player news, all the updated lines. Um, I am going to be on Twitter all day. I've uh, got a podcast with Roto Radar. Uh, You can also catch me at Roto Radar. I'll be producing an article there on their website. uh, And I'll be posting stuff online uh, all day NBA wise. So uh, that really is it. You know, catch us, uh, catch me at J O E S A R V A D I on on uh, Twitter. Uh, please uh, follow us. Uh, our podcasts daily, and uh, and let's just keep taking down some tournaments and, and winning some money. We've been getting some great tweets. We'd love to get uh, hear uh, the info when people are taking stuff down to so we can give them some shout outs and, and some love. That's awesome. So please keep sending those our way, and uh, we will be retweeting them like crazy. So, all right, fantastic. Well, I uh, hope you guys have a great night. You crush it. Um, really in, uh, appreciate you joining me for Hoopball NBA DFS today. For our other pros, Mike Apatria, Andrew Hansen, and Miles Hartley, I am Joe Sarvati, known as The Coach. Uh, we will catch you again tomorrow as we look to crush it. In NBA DFS, this has been a Hoop Ball presentation.